Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of my show, Sin's Chat Corner. This evening, I have the utmost pleasure of being able to host Lisa Marino Dickinson, who is actually the founder of an organization by the name of Stop Cade Now. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into our interview, as Lisa has been kind enough to hold for me. Give me just two seconds here. Good evening, Lisa. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Hi. How are you, Lisa? I'm hoping that we don't keep you up too late here. I know you're probably exhausted from your day today with Brody. It's okay. Now, um, as a mom, you know, I might be woken. He might wake up, so I might have to bounce oh, no, him between the interview. But no. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. That's why I thought, okay, I'm going to try to be on the ball here and be very meticulous with my umpteen questions, and we're going to educate the audience and give them some awareness about your organization uh, along with the disease. That's perfect. And Thank we you. we cover a lot of ground this evening, definitely. First off, perfect. I just want to start off by saying it's just I have the utmost of, of respect and humility for you, and I'm, I'm so very honored to have you on my show. I wanted to start off by saying Thank that you. first. Um, just to kind of delve right in, maybe you could kindly recount for us your journey from the birth of your son to obviously his eventual diagnosis of what I believe they refer to as Blau. Am I saying that correctly? Blau syndrome? Okay, that's exactly right. It's um, atypical uh, systemic Blau syndrome. Um, Okay. So when Brody was born, um, I did have a feeling that there was something going on with him, but it wasn't until he was about six months old that he had uh, his first surgery. And um, it went on from there, from him being in excruciating pain with rashes, high fevers. um, Definitely just something was going on that wasn't normal. And in my past employments, I ran a school. I knew what the common cold was. I knew what the diseases were. And it just wasn't fitting. And um, I could hardly put him down. Um, You couldn't touch him at, at certain points that the inflammation that I didn't know at that time was so inflamed that it would almost look like a sunburn on the outside, externally. Um, we started with the with the biopsies that showed these non-caseating granulomas, and from there it was like, okay, we know he has a disease, we don't know what it is. And I called almost every pathologist from a hole in the wall. I didn't care if you came from the top hospital or you weren't known, it didn't matter to me. I wanted to understand what was going on and uh, get a diagnosis for him, not to have the name, but to get a treatment and and get him um, more comfortable, obviously. Um, And it was about 19 and a half months with this journey until we got a diagnosis, and I had been to the you know, best hospitals and um, even, you know, had the biopsies um, looked at um, by the AFIP and they found silica in his granulomas, which means he is also prone to lymphoma uh, along with his disease and along with the medications. And I remember at that point, and people have heard me say this over and over again, but I I mean, I clearly, there's moments that I can't clear from my mind, nor do I want to, but uh, one was when I was at one of the hospitals holding Brody, and he was in such pain, and he was screaming. And I had, I think, two nurses and three doctors standing in front of me, and they were so upset, visually upset, and they could not help me. And I remember thinking to myself, 
you know, this is it. I, I, I got to be more proactive and nobody's going to be able to help me. And um, I kept thinking about that Denzel Washington movie, which is not the best thing to say, but uh, not that yes, I would have hurt you. anybody. Yes, and I got to okay. tell you, I mean, not that I would ever harm anybody, but as a parent, and, and you know, I want to say this to the audience, one, thank you for listening, and two, it's not that I want people to be in my shoes. I'm not asking for the awareness and for the funding so you can be in my shoes and understand what it is to live in that, at a hospital or to know, you know, how it's like not to take the pain away from your child, but just to truly understand um, tr- or try to understand and, t- and you know, listen. And um, it's it's the hardest, I think, uh, for a parent to not be able to, one, uh, help your child when they're sick with just a, a normal cold. And you know how it is. I mean, just on a daily basis, we have the responsibilities of the day in and day out of our children, and if they get the common cold, um, to have them have an illness on top of that is uh, is, is heart, heartening on, on a lot of the families that I that I help. Um, but back to that, sorry, back to, to John Q. That's I used to imagine coming into the hospitals and putting my arms out going, please help my child. You know, it's like, please, somebody help my child. And, um, you know, I had some incredible doctors who wanted to help. Um, and then I had some doctors who just didn't have the tools. Um, and I would I would walk in and I'd be like, do you think outside the box? They said, no, thank you for your time, and I was done. Um, I had my mission um, to get Brody uh, diagnosed and helped. And when he was diagnosed with the help of uh, the NIH and uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and the FIP and eventually the Cleveland Clinic, um, you know, I realized that it took 19 and a half months to get this diagnosis. And I've told people over and over again, I didn't care if you called it blau or peanut butter and jelly. I wanted to focus on the mechanism. And when I decided to do that, to shut off the mechanism of this inflammatory disease is when I realized that I could help so many other children um, with these rare diseases and or an inflammatory disease. Um, And that's when I developed CADE. And I sat at this rinky-dink laptop and never, never built a website, never ran a foundation, and just kept going and going and building. And I would call all these hospitals. They said, well, what can I do for you? And I said, you know, I don't have the answer, what you can do for me. And I tell people all the time, it's, it's more like you are listening to what I'm doing. You see the mission. You see, you see um, what we need to do. You know what you can do. You know your talents. Um, you come back and tell me how you can help. Um, with the doctors that I've called, I just wanted to introduce myself and let them know that I was here. Um, and that's when I started with my projects. And the first project that I started with, which was a must, was the Hero Awards. These children, and, and I always want people to know, Kate is not one disease. It stands for Childhood Auto-Inflammatory Diseases. So I cover over 30 diseases. But I like people to look at it as like, okay, say Kate is the target. And I'm targeting Kate. I'm targeting that inflammatory um, process. But in the meantime, that residual effect is also helping other inflammatory diseases, uh, such as diabetes, such as epilepsy, sarcoidosis, um, interstitial lung disease, um, Alzheimer's. I believe um, that autism 
There is a link with autism and inflammation in the brain, and we're internationally known. We have Stop Kate Now International. We have a advocate in Sweden who just raised six thousand dollars for the foundation doing an event for Stop Kate Now. Um, we have doctors in Italy, uh, you know, neurologists. And um, my first project, the Hero Awards, was to recognize the children. Like with m- many times, you know, my goal was to be the voice for the doctors and the children. And I say the the two because sometimes we get so focused on finding the cure that we forget the ones who are suffering suffering day in and day out. And that wasn't going to happen. And I've gotten to, obviously I don't know all the families, but they know I'm there. And I'll get texted at 2 in the morning. I'll get calls. I mean, because I'm international too. I pick up the phone. I talk to them. Um, They know how I feel. There's not one person who can ask for my help and I won't do it. Um, It's, you know, I uh, had an incident, and I know the, the mother would be okay with me saying, and I had posted on Facebook, um, that one of the children had overdosed on pain meds. And um, when you when these children, if you don't understand the pain that inflammation causes, you, you, you can't until you feel it. And, it, and it's, it's hard. It's heavy. It's, it's painful. And as an infant or a child, it's all you know. Everybody only knows pain. He takes over an adult dose of injections that he was taking daily, but now he takes one every eight weeks. He's, he's used to the pain. Um, then you get to that six- and seven-year-olds who still listen to their parents. They know they have to take it. They don't like it. Then you get to the older children who are dealing with it um, and, and to the, the one, those who have chronic pain. And they get fed up, and they don't want to take it. So they want to ease the pain. And I'm um, pretty hard and in the sense of, very determined focus. It takes a lot to affect me. It has to be something real to affect me, and that affected me. I mean, I know that I'm going very fast and doing projects, but you can't go fast enough for these children, um, and for the and for the children who turn, you know, who have it, who have, you know, have a chronic Crohn's, you know, who are dealing it with it in adulthood, and that's why my latest. Um, and I know I'm probably jumping over the board because we, the foundation has done so much in the last two years. But when I started the foundation, I said my five-year goal was to have a clinic for a case that all children mm-hmm. could go to one remote place to get help. And I announced, what, a month ago that we got it at the Cleveland Clinic. And um, I picked the Cleveland Clinic because, one, they have the CME there that is continued medical education. That was my second project. So we have many doctors from the oncologists to rheumatologists to cardiologists, ophthalmologists, um, ongoing knowing about Kate, knowing how to help, and that's what these children need. Um, and I picked them versus just a children's hospital because there are some who, you know, eventually get into adulthood and need that, um, need the clinic as well. So... Um, with the Hero Awards that I had given to the children, that was, as I said, the first. I don't know if I, I made that clear. But the Hero Awards, um, they light up. I'm, I don't know if you've been, if you've seen them. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have. I personally, uh, I'm guessing that the audience probably does not, um, but I know that okay. I've seen glimpses. The Hero Awards are they're, they're awards that I've sent all over the country, um, and they light up, and it says True Heroes. And I did this because I wanted the children to know somebody in the foundation was working really hard for them, along with their families. 
and um, those who are getting the daily shots or having to go to the hospitals and get their treatment, some of them would bring the awards with them. And some of them can't play sports anymore, you know, or missing days of school. And it was my way to give back to them. Um, the CME, the um, app was very important. We have our, our app, um, the Hero and Me book that I had written for the children and for, to educate the doctors as well as the families and then the, the general public. And then obviously um, the perfume. So we've done a lot um, in this two years. Um, I, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for all the media that's allowed Kate now to seriously to get the to get the word out. I mean, I've been very fortunate yeah. with that. Um, yeah. And you Actually, and I had talked before. About are on my list. <laughs> They're all on my list. What, I have they? a running list of I know, questions here. Oh yeah, your I'm trying to get to but, them. <laughs> Lisa's oh, okay, just kind of covering ahead. them little by little here. That's okay. <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah, I have a hard um, time talking. <laughs> Well, I kind of didn't want to interrupt you there, but certainly all of those things are on oh, my list, actually. Um, I I wanted to um, kind of tell the listening audience, of course, that Blau syndrome, uh, from a dictionary standpoint, is characterized as an inflammatory disorder which affects the skin, the joints, and the eyes. Um, might I be allowed to ask you maybe to, to share with us your everyday, both the struggles and the triumphs that are relative to Brody's illness? Can you kind of put us into your circle, show us, you know, What's been going on? Yeah. Um, well, anybody who's who's seen pictures of Brody, and you know, I'm I'm big on posting on Facebook and stuff. Um, both my boys, where my oldest has an undiagnosed uh, possible Cade, um, their spirits are such so alive. And you know, if you don't know the disease at this point, you wouldn't really know that Brody had it, um, and which is kind of scary for me because what goes on inside his body um, is a whole different story. Um, however, you know, I took him to the beach for the first time. He's never seen the ocean, and I watched him kind of get more and more and more and more tired. Um, his immune system is low um, with the disease, and his immune system is even lower with the treatment that he's on. Blau syndrome um, it's more complex than the the average definition. Um, basically, um, it does it, it's painful inflammation, and it does deal with, with his organs and affects his organs, his nerves, and his brain. Um, it can cause blindness. Uh, they have no real answers, and I'm pretty careful, especially on the radio show, because I don't know who's listening. You know, certainly there's. Um, The doctors don't have the answer, and I know the top doctors <laughs> have agreed with me. It's not, you know, there is no answer. It's, so that's where um, I don't fear easily. I don't live, we don't live our daily lives in fear, but um, there's definitely not that security, if that makes sense. Um, there's not a security of knowing that, when I take him out or, you know, what's going on with his body. Sometimes I'll take, like, blueberries and put them in the dark spots of the uh, carpet and just play games because, you know, I don't want to bring too much attention to it or, you know, he goes to the eye doctor every three months. But, um, you know, kind of just checking because things can happen very, very quickly. We, You know, I drive to the Cleveland Clinic um, for Brody and the two, three hours that he was doing my test, he developed a 108-degree temperature from being, you know, in a hospital. 
um, hate to say it, hospital is the best place and worst place to be, um, especially when you have a low immune immune system. But our daily lives, um, to know me, uh, we have so much happiness within that um, there's there's no crime except for, you know, when Brody was getting his daily shots, I I would say that it was very difficult. Um, I'd have to sit on him pretty much to inject him because he would get two injections. And it was the worst and best five minutes of our lives because we knew it was helping to some degree. But to, to strap your child down and give him injections is not an easy thing. Um, when he's in pain, um, you know, we'll dance. I th- I posted that tonight. I mean, we do a lot of dancing, mm-hmm. um, and it's not the wheels on the bus. I mean, I let them, you know, uh, M&M was one of my sponsors, um, Marshall Mathers, oh. and so I'm Not Afraid is one of our songs, and we'll we'll dance, and we'll kind of try to shake it out. Um, but he he's not as in much pain. He's so used to pain and you know he's three so um you know when he was younger if you've seen pictures of Brody he'd have like the band-aids all he'd put bandages on his body um his first word literally was boo-boo and you know I didn't know if it was which one's worse when he was little and he couldn't tell me where it hurts or when he wakes up last night I was up pretty much all night bouncing him or when he he says mommy pain pain you know but it's still with the treatment, better than how he was without treatment. Um, one thing I will say is that I know that there's a treatment coming that we have coming this year um, that's going to help a lot of people, even with lupus. Um, but day to day, it's unpredictable. That's the bottom line. I really can't make plans. Like I'd love to. <laughs> I don't really get to say, hey, okay, to my girlfriend and be like, hey, I'll meet you out because I have no idea how Brody's going to be. No idea how Aiden's going to be. Um, so we, we just live. And um, I just try to be bring as much peace and happiness in their mental health while doing the best I can to make sure that I can help their physical as well as the, the children with Kate. Because some of them with these diseases don't make it past two. Some live with it, you know, a chronic illness to, you know, forever. And then, bro, like, children like Brody, we have no prognosis. We don't know. So we don't live every day like it's our last in the sense of in a negative way, but I try to make sure that we live. Um, And I try to also make sure that the families know, you know, I want them to live. I want them to know we're working really hard. We've got some great stuff coming. I mean, it's only been two years and we've, we've, really made, and I like to use the word touchdowns because we really have, um, I have a great feeling about this year in 2013, um, you know, to shut off the inflammatory process. Um, My passion, you know, and uh, my determination, I think, is pretty clear, and I'm devoted. Um, And when I made that commitment to Brody, um, and I've told people before, I made it to everybody who is, is suffering from an autoinflammatory disease, especially the children. Um, so that was a long answer to your, how, how's my daily life? 
that is okay, fine. Um, I, I want people to understand uh, not only how I mean, you it's like function, bringing, how he functions, what it's like. You know, it's it's um it's a it's never um he runs. It's not like he's he's the thing that people don't get is that not only um you know I deal with the normal tantrums and the ups and downs of just if they didn't have a disease now on top of them having their illness and I'm living in and out of hospitals and, you know, one minute I'm doing, you know, bone scans or biopsies and the next minute I'm, you know, doing this. So it's, it's, um, it, it's not bad. Life is not bad. This is what we got. And um, this is how, you know, we're dealing with it. We bring Santa Claus in the house. You know, I'm just careful with his immune system, but it's not saying that he, you know, lives in a bubble, you know. Um, but then there's that that question. when you, Whenever I say, oh, shoot, let me just let him do it, it kind of sometimes kicks you in the butt, you know. Um, oh, of course. Because he gets sick uh, after it. Kind of, it, yeah. it kind of makes me, it, well, it begs to ask the question. Now, I'm curious, based upon the knowledge and experience of Brody's treating physicians, do you have some sort of maybe realistical, realistic, I should say, medical future? Have, have they predicted anything? Have they uh, any inclination the path he's going to be taking? Can they tell you anything as it relates to, to the future and his uh, medical condition? Um, you know, this is probably going to be difficult for the audience to understand. Um, when it comes to Cade... Um, I have a good feeling for the children who, as I said, I, if you look on the website, um, I cover 30 diseases that are listed there and, you know, um, the residue effect with the other diseases. Um, I'm confident that we have a great treatment coming out that will help um, okay. in the 2013. Um, for Brody, I don't have the answer for. Um, okay. Because it's so rare and um, it attacks the organs in ways that they don't know, and um, you know, I do have some. I do have a, an incredible doctor who is well known, who is actually working on something for Blau syndrome. Um, so I can know that that's going to be an effect. Um, but when you don't have the answer to something, you know, and doctors you don't talk to me like a parent anymore. They talk to me as oh. a doctor. Yeah. And so they, they're very clear with me. And um, it's interesting that the doctors that I've talked to overseas and in, in Italy, and we just brought on another doctor from uh, Australia, um, a neuro, another neurologist, um, they said I'm right on target. And I'm very, I, I think it's because I'm very real, I'm very practical. And sometimes when you're less detailed and more practical, I don't know if this is going to make sense, You, you, it's clear cut. And um, it's why I do think that there's, I mean, with even Alzheimer's, and, and um, which they just came out with a great treatment, but um, with autism, I mean, the inflammation in the brain. I mean, inflammation causes so much. Uh, pain and damage to the system and nerves. So um, for Brody, I don't have an answer, um, but I 
you know, I'm confident that I'm not going to give up. I'll tell you that. Of course. Definitely. Good to hear. Um, I wanted to ask if you could maybe share with the listening audience what sorts of mental challenges that you find that Brody suffers from due to his illness? Mental? Um, Brody's, Brody's, uh, Brody's an old soul. Brody is a strong kid. I'd say that the what we notice more is he gets tired very easily once his treatments. His treatments are supposed to last w- once every eight weeks. It's a pretty heavy dose. And now we've gone to one every four weeks, and we're even seeing that it's not even lasting that long. So you wind up seeing him tired. You wind up seeing him inflamed. His face gets puffier. Um, you're, you, I notice the symptoms more. He's very intelligent. He's very smart. He's beyond his years. He's. Um, it's more of the unknown. I don't think that it, in the sense of his. I mean, he's at three. So sometimes he stutter. I mean, sometimes he stutters. Sometimes he does things that you're. He's not at the age that I can clearly say has this disease affected his, um, you know, academic abilities. Um, but I would say that he's very intelligent. Um, he he when he I'll tell you when the treatment comes. He claps. He's so happy. Like, he knows it helps him. I mean, he gets it. Um, so I would say that for Brody, it's it's more the pain. It's more, and, and, and until, we, until he gets older, until I was in his shoes, would I actually know um, exactly how he was feeling. But, like, I can see him run. I can see him run differently. Um, it's like my oldest son who, who you know, has had pain in his legs so much that he will collapse um, where, you know, one minute I'm bouncing Brody and he's in pain and, and Aiden's crying because his legs are, you know, uh, in such pain and, and the doctors aren't really sure um, what's that. So from both angles, I'm, I'm, you know, hearing their physical pain and um, that's, you know, that's never easy, but their mental, both of them, for their, their, uh, they're doing well mentally at this point. Okay. Great. I would say that the, the children who, who, the children, I think that, um, now granted, mentally, if you think of psychologically, and I've brought in on, um, you know, some therapists and, and uh, workers, um, you know, for the foundation, um, it does get to their psyche. Um, I would say that I'm sure if you've seen any pictures, Brody and Eden are so close. I mean, yes. It brings my heart such warmth to see them, and it also hurts. Um, in 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 a way, I'm sure. Um, maybe you could, I hope it makes sense. It, it's um, it's such a joy to see their relationship, and it also hurts because they feel each other's pain, and I see that. Um, when Brody was getting his shots and going through all this, and mommy was at the hospital all the time. I mean. I would run back to see, like, Aiden's play and then run back to the hospital. I mean, you know, it affects them. It affects the family. Um, I also write for Parent Society uh, blog. Um, it's parentsociety.com, and I've written some articles on how, you know, rare diseases or, you know, chronic illness can affect the family. Um, so there's impact on that way mentally for a lot of the families that deal with any sort of illness, but 
what I know clearly is is the families of Cade. Another question for you. Um, I'm wondering if we looked at this for a moment from strictly Brody's perspective. How do you how mm-hmm. do you think he, his, as far as his drive and attitude in the regard of coping with this syndrome as well as attempting to not conquer it necessarily but just get a handle on it? How, if we were to look strictly from his perspective, how do you feel? How do you think he would approach this? What would he be saying about himself? Is he discouraged? Is he Where is he at with all this? Even well, I think that, I think that he, they both have one parent. They have a parent who, uh, <laughs> it's like one time I took Aiden ice skating, and it's the good and the bad. I mean, it, I, I don't want people to think that, you know, there's a difference between being strong and feeling. I mean, there's there's a half, there's a nice balance, and uh, I think they've seen mommy, and um, uh, Aiden would fall, and he kept getting back up. He'd fall to Aiden, come on. Let's give your legs a rest. No, I can do it. I can do it, Mom. I can do it. Um, it's like when he broke his arm. He's like, Mom, how am I going? He broke his wrist two weeks ago. It's like, Oh my God, something normal. Even though, of course, we don't want it. But um, he says, How am I going to write? I said, You're gonna. Your brain's gonna get stronger. And he's like, How? And I said, Because you're gonna learn ways to use your other arm, and you're gonna be creative. I I think that Brody would say this sucks. I mean, I don't. I know. I know it's not. I know it's not. It's not an easy life for him. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not an easy life for Aiden. But um, I think he'd say, honestly. I mean, if it wasn't for Brody, and I, I, I would say Cade wouldn't be here. I mean, we wouldn't have a clinic. We wouldn't have the app. We wouldn't have all these things that are able to help all these children. And and knowing Brody's spirit, and and, and uh, I think that when he, he's um, older, I think he'd be proud that he was able to help all these people. Um, but for him personally, I mean, it's really hard to answer that question since he's three. But um, sure. I would say he would say that it, it, it's just... It's a joyful life and a hard life at the same time, and it's just being able to use what he's got. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I know that you had talked about earlier as far as kind of getting into a bit of uh, Brody's therapy sessions. I'm curious to ask you, do you find that his pain level is particularly high most of the time, and are you able to provide him with ample remedies? Um, I'm not. Well, you know, the treatment that he takes, the injections, is pretty much right. all he gets. Um, unless unless he's having even a more flare, I'll try to give him that on top of maybe Motrin, some something that um can can lessen his pains. Um, I think his tolerance is pretty high. Um. He's very strong. I do believe, um, and the doctor said said to me one time, like, oh, you should run with that. And I'm like, give me a couple of years. But I do believe that these interleukin-1s, which are found in these um, injections, do it stimulates the growth hormone. It's not a known steroid. It's not like you look at the back of an ingredient of a milk cart and you see steroid. But when anything stimulates the growth hormone, and, and, and um, it produces the cortisone. So it acts as a steroid. 
plain and simple. So Brody, you know, he's pretty strong. I mean, he's my little linebacker. Um, so he, he, as I said, I, I think that his pain tolerance is pretty high. But I think he just deals with it. When you, all you know is pain, that's what you, you know. It's what you got. Um, m- women who have, you know, at their last month of pregnancy or last week of pregnancy, when they say, "My God, you know, it feels like a rubber band around my leg," or you know, the pain of the inflammation, or I can't open up. I mean, that's about twenty percent of what these children feel. Um, you know, twenty percent less than what they, you know. Um, that the, a lot of these children um, feel. And there are different symptoms. Um, the, the, the 30 diseases, some of them overlap one another, but there can have all different symptoms, but it's the, the mechanism of what I want to shut off. So remedies, no. And when people ask me, and I'm careful, I will never recommend a drug. I will never recommend a food. And the reason why, and people say, but you're the president of the, you know, you're the founder. Exactly. Um, and it's not because of liability it's not because I feel somebody would come back to me it's because of knowledge it's because you and I could have lupus in different degrees it's not just these diseases have overlapping of other other diseases or symptoms Um, it would be hard for me to say that one thing was going to work for everybody before trial and error Um, with foods I'm sure foods can help an inflammatory process. I'm absolutely sure it could alleviate some, but it can exacerbate it if it's given. But do I think it's a cure? I haven't seen it. I've tried Brody on different things, took them off. You know, it's funny because what we're noticing now, and if if, if any of the audience that's listening um, is a part of the Cade family, we are looking into and finding out that some of the Cade children um have a, a an allergic uh, reaction um, to certain dyes, like the red dye or the yellow dye, um, which is an, which is interesting. Um, but you know, I think to answer your question that you know Brody's Brody's only known pain, so I think it's definitely has lessened with the treatment that he's been given. But um, you know. He'll say, boo-boo, you know, with his arms to his legs, you know. Um, and it, it, it depends. Like one night I can be up all night or up every two to three hours um, with him kicking and screaming in pain, and then I bounce him. And when I say bounce, everybody is like, what do you mean when you bounce Brody? Well, for 19 and a half months, first of all, I pretty much could not put Brody down because I was his medicine the smell of me, everything. And bouncing, I'd sit on the exercise ball, which is, you know, the big exercise ball, and I'd bounce him, hold him. And I used to, when I started the foundation, hold one arm under his neck, bounce him, and then type with the other arm. And that's how I lived. And um, people say, oh, you must work out. But then, no, it was Brody. That's how I got my guns, Brody. Um, Aha. Aha, my trick, Yeah. Ah, so I mean, gotcha. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's a serious. I think what what I want to make sure that everybody hears is, you know, one is I'm grateful for the awareness. And when I started this, awareness was not my main goal, because and this might come across as as uh, interesting, but to make 
my neighbor aware of it wasn't going to get a cure. So I, I aimed for the doctors and the families first. Now that the doctors have the tools to educate themselves with the CME and the clinic and the book, um, and the families are comfortable in the sense of knowing where we're going, they have, you know, the clinic, they have the app, they have the book, they have their award, then it's getting the... Uh, awareness more out there and being able to touch other people. It's like when I posted about the perfume, people are like, you have a perfume? I mean, and then when people say, you're the first foundation to have a perfume, I don't even realize, you're going, I'm so in the moment and doing what I'm doing that sometimes it's hard to realize what's been done. But, and then when I'm out and about, people are like, what are you wearing? I'm like, La Fendicate. And it sounds so great to say it because then I'm able to, and exactly why I developed it was to be able to spread the awareness and say, Lafindicate and talk about the foundation, knowing 100% goes back to the projects, which is, you know, I was very adamant. You know, it doesn't take away from other foundations, but I never, even people say, oh, can you donate $5 here? $10? I was like, where is it going? Is it going to overhead? Is it going to, where is it going? That's why everybody who, who donates gets a thank you letter, and I tell them where their money has gone. Even at the Cleveland Clinic, but, but, um, it's giving dot ccf.org backslash shop Kate. Now, when you, when you, when you type that in, um, they even, the Cleveland Clinic, I mean, it's, I'm a 501c3, obviously they are, and you get a thank you letter from them knowing that your money is helping build and grow this clinic um, with the hero book that people helped, you know, um, fund that went there. I mean, um, so everybody knows where the money is going to. And also, we're, you know, we need the funding. So I didn't want to get 10% of of a product because we needed 100%. Um, not to say that one penny doesn't make a difference because it does, but I just knew that I needed a product that was different. I'm very outside the box and have to be. Um, and, you know, um, I want to be able to give our society something different and that they would like at the same time knowing that they're truly helping make a difference in these children's lives because that's key. And so, I mean, there's so many other foundations out there, and I help them too. I mean, I I will tell you I I have some events coming up, and one of the events coming up on September 22nd, um, Vaughn Alexandria is doing the Epilepsy Walk for the Philly Fashion Week, and we're a sponsor because epilepsy is actually one of the, you know, it is an inflammatory disease, and so I do give. I, I, you know, and I've, and I'm sure this is, or maybe you and I have talked about, you know, um, competition, and people know how I feel about that. Um, I don't compete with anybody, and I actually try to um, bring more togetherness than separate. I've told people you can take a horse to a pail of water, but you can't make them drink it. So I'm even going to be doing an event with Kisses for Kyle with Sharon, who lost her son to to cancer. Um, Long-term inflammation does cause cancer. I help with lymphoma. And, you know, do an event together, um, something low-key like a beer fest or something, and bring that awareness. And, you know, if people want to donate to her cause, okay. They want to donate to Stop Now, okay. It's spreading that awareness. It's coming together because the more – it is working together. And the more I see competition within these foundations, the more I realize how much they've lost focus. And all my K families, they know without a doubt, I will get to where we need to get go. I'm not concerned with that. 
but I am definitely, definitely not going to do it in a way that, um, that you know, is 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 with, with blinders on to other people, other you know, coming together. All the more reason to love you. That's all I can oh. say. Um, for the listening audience, I wanted to just take a moment um, to basically talk about auto-inflammatory disease. It actually occurs when the immune system attacks the body's tissues and triggers an actual increased inflammation. As I understand it, they're, of course, very rare in nature. Some of the symptoms, again, such as fever, rash, and joint swells. I'm kind of curious because I know you had made the comment earlier. Um, You personally, do you feel in any capacity that diet can perhaps assist in some ways as it relates to comfort for the individuals who suffer from these diseases, meaning trying or attempting, not necessarily advocating, but just attempting to utilize some of them? I think that everything in in, in this world is a balance. I think that it, it depends on the individual. Brody, I tried on like the celiac diet kind of thing or, you know, taking dairy there are certain things he's allergic to eggs. So like there's certain things that would be normally healthy for one individual or somebody with an auto inflammatory disease. It says that, you know, it it helps the the I mean, I'm allergic to green tea, which is a very you know, mm. wonderful, known, you know, anti you know, it's not that I have something but I mean like it's I could never recommend I say try. You know, as long as it's not gonna hurt. But just because it says natural doesn't mean that it means it's organic, and it means that it's the best. You know, these drugs, I will say, because I haven't said what it is, so I can clearly say to you, I am very, everybody who knows what I give to Brody knows that I am not comfortable with it, but it's what I got. If you think that injecting my son with a a drug that's off-label or that is, you know, Brody's one of the youngest. He was, what, two, one and a half years old taking the off-label drug, you know, and his, his shot now, I think, what is 17 grand a shot? I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, I'm not comfortable with with these drugs. They do cause lymphoma. They're they're these diseases on a whole with long-term inflammation causes, you know, um, certain cancers. So I'm not comfortable with it. So I've definitely tried, you know, foods. And to answer your question, as I said before, I think that it could exacerbate. There are certain foods that make, I think, Brody um, flare a little bit more, but does it take away his flares? No. I think that it increases him not feeling well. And just like he's prone to Crohn's disease, I think that, you know, with his intestines, with a lot of the granulomas in his intestines, non-caseating, that um, I have to watch his diet. You know, one day you can look, I mean, his belly can get so big and hard and extended um, I mean, it's painful to look at him, his arm, you know, and he'll say he'll hold his arms. So um, I would say that, like all things, I mean, even with with when people ask me about genetics or, you know, um, it, it's it's the environment, which is a big question. And I, I know for a fact there was twins who had lupus, systemic lupus, one was in the East Coast, one was in the West Coast. One developed full-blown, you know, the systemic and, you know, did really bad. And it was, you know, more known as environmental. But then there's other cases that, that don't prove that. And and people sometimes ask me for brochures and stuff, and I've really spent 
I would hope to feel others agreed in the sense that um, with the website and with the app, very educational. The the reason why I didn't do brochures, and not to say those who do it um, are in the wrong, but medicine changes. I mean, it's almost like a diet. I mean, one day eat bananas and you lose 12 pounds, and the other is like you, I mean, something's coming anew all the time. So I would be the last one to recommend. I can say that just like when people want to lose weight, they say, oh, cut out all carbs, oh, cut this. I say, look at your body like a car. If you took out all the oil, how are you going to run? Everything in moderation is fine. With these kids and the diseases and with auto-inflammatory diseases, there are some products or foods that I feel that could probably ease and help depending on the degree of the disease, depending on what the child has. Sometimes it can be more harmful. I know that Brody, when he gets the uh, IVs um, for the CT scan dyes, I mean the pain going in through his veins, you would think that the nurses were murdering him. And they're like, oh, he's just scared. I'm like, no, you don't get it. It's the iodine. It it reacts to him. People don't have all the answers, and um, they don't realize that some of the things that are put into our body that we normally don't think would harm do if your body is um, is immune suppressed. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, I would <laughs> like to ask this question for you. I, I'm I'm just this is a I'm feeling like I'm getting an education, which is very exciting for me and and should be for the audience only because I'm so very blessed to have children. You know, they have asthma or they have had minute conditions. This is something mm-hmm. that's way out of the realm of that. And and so to gain knowledge and awareness. Well, asthma, and, you and know, the, asthma can be pretty serious, too. So, I mean, I, you know, definitely. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything that, you know, anything I think just undoubtedly that affects our children in such a fashion to where you were saying, where you watch them suffer and there's nothing you can do is clearly paralyzing and frustrating and terrifying. And so I'm just kind of listening in awe, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's an amazing story. Let me tell You're you. You're a sweetheart. Um, yeah, I mean, of uh, course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 now, obviously, by anyone listening to the uh, in listening to all of this, clearly, I would say in large part due to your child's ailment, of course, you opted to formulate your organization, which is, of course, entitled Stop Cade Now, which was in 2011. Um, could I ask you to provide to the audience um, basically what your mission statement is all about and what at this point is your highest priority for your organization? Mission statement. Which one? <laughs> well, I know there's that blanket one which usually talks about education and awareness and raising funds, etc. It's usually something along yeah. those lines. But if I were to ask yeah. Lisa... What's your mission every day, all year round? My mission for Kate all year round. God, I think about hugging those kids. I think about, (laughs) the thing is, is that, believe it or not, my mission, my five-year goal was the clinic, and we got it. So now my mission is to make sure that everybody knows that Kate is not one disease, to really get knowledge and educated on what we're doing because it is the first foundation to cover all these diseases. 
And it's not to say the first for a pat on the back. It's the first to say that, look, look how many diseases we're trying to help and all these children that we're trying to help and those who become, you know, into adulthood. Um, I I do know that um, I am part of the Global Genes Project and with the, the rare disease community. And I know that in about two years, I'm looking to have um, shut down Hershey Park and uh, have a day where all kids can just be kids and bring the rare disease community there, sponsored by StopCade Now. Um, my mission, education. Well, CME, continue medical education. All doctors have to get educated, you know, keep up their credits. They get their CME um, on Cadeology at the Cleveland Cl- Clinic. We developed that. Um, you know, getting it, the app. The app, i got to tell you, if you knew how many families have called me being at the hospital, being, can you talk to the doctor? Can you talk to the principal? Can you, I mean, I was in the hospital with, uh, I can't remember, I've been in the hospital so many times this past two months with Brody or Aiden. Now I can't even think about it. Um, and And a parent was in the hospital at the same time I was, and I was talking to their doctor and trying to, and then I told them about the app. So they downloaded the app, and the app was able to tell the doctors, you know, um, other lists of doctors who who um, are doing research or know about it. It's linked to GeneDx, so they get the genes, they get the pictures, they get the education on it. Um, so the, and it's what I've told the doctors, listen, I get it. You know, there's very few doctors who do specialize in autoinflammatory diseases and the ones that are, I mean, I've, and I know a lot of them and they're wonderful, but they're people. That's what people don't get. You know, it's why people, I mean, I laugh at that whole celebrity thing. Like, oh, they eat, I've said this so many times because they get a kick out of it. And they eat popcorn like you do. Well, really, because they're human and so are these doctors. They're going to make mistakes. That's why you have to be on the ball as a parent. They have their daily lives. Um, I don't know where they got their education. They're people. So one of my biggest things was the disappointment in a child. Aiden's heard it, my oldest. We went to the doctors. The doctor goes, I know he has a disease. I don't know what it is. I'm like, you said that in front of my child. I said, okay, so this is what I pictured, and this is like the analogy I always think of, is that here comes the fireman. Oh, I see your house is on fire. And turns around and leaves because I can't put out the fire. Well, these kids look at doctors. They look at your teachers. They look at the, your parents, and they look they look at us as we're heroes. But we're also human and don't have all the answers. So the education was key to me. And these these three things were key for me to get for the um, the, the book that I wrote and the um, the CME and the app and now the, and now uh, with the. Um, uh, clinic. One thing that maybe, hopefully I'll be back on your show, I have patented something that's hopefully coming out in the year, and it will help everybody in the world, and I will say I'm extremely excited about it, and I, when people hear what it is, it was developed in the, in um, by listening, really listening, and that's what I do. I I wanted to, you know, turn every stone over of what would affect the children, the parents, the families, and the doctors. And slowly and surely we've done that. So right now, this day on, and actually since I announced the clinic, 
every found, every project I do, all the money's coming in are going towards this treatment we have coming out in February, the treatment for the next year, and also the clinic. So they're helping support these three projects. So right now it's raising funds for these to to um, to be you know even more successful. Gotcha. Wonderful. I'm so excited. Whew. Okay, now I want to toot your I mean, horn for a second, like I haven't already, but let's toot her horn for a second. For those of you who don't know, obviously, Lisa is the CEO and founder of Stop Cade Now. She also does serve on the advisory board for the um, Global Genes Research Fund. Now, as I understand it, um, your organization's medical board embodies a total of five medical physicians, and your advisory mm-hmm. board hosts just a potpourri of various individuals, stemming from sports figures to Yeah, I would have loved to list PR. them all. I know. It's quite extensive, actually. I'm curious as to how your organization goes about its screening process to determine one's eventual affiliation with your charity. Um, you know, I um, that's a good question. You know, when I started the organization, it's almost trial and error. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I used to I used to run a school. And I tell people that, and I've used this before, it's like I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do. And if you, you know, the the, the people who have sat on our board and, and who are on our board right now, i got to say heart of gold. And, I, and I'm a pretty good judge of character. And they're not paid. I don't have overhead. So they're doing this up out of the kindness of understanding of what Kate is and how it affects these children. So the screening, um, I would say I've gotten to know a lot of them on a personal um level, um, and then the, the doctors who are overseas or the doctors, they send me their application. I mean, we review them and um, and uh, then are basically, you know, they're screened in that sense. But they're never like, it's not like you're working at the school where they should be, you know, fingerprinted in the sense of they're going to be working, you know, hand-in-hand hand with the children, but they are well-known doctors and they're the doctors that are on board and I've seen their credentials and such and um, most people know, like my spokesperson, I uh, I don't think I really need to screen him. He's, you know, Michael Quick, uh, the former um, Philadelphia Eagles, played for the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, we just got a new um, voice for the children who is La, La Renee Detroit. Um, so she's wonderful. And, and the board goes on and on. I mean, Judy Goss just got on, and she runs over 40 females. I mean, um, Craig Robinson is our legal advisor from – he was on The Bachelor. Um, thank God I now have a an assistant who what I did not have. And I'll tell you that Julian having an assistant is is uh, is – is wonderful. I didn't think you, you don't think you need one until you have one. So Jessica, oh tell me, I know I need one. I just don't have one. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah, I don't have one yet. Yeah. I'm anxiously waiting. She's wonderful. I mean, you know, the, everybody on the board. Um, and please go to the website www.stopkatenow.org um, and, and look at the advisory board. I mean, the, the supporters go on and on, and the and the board members are all great. We just brought on the psychologist for chronic pain, who's Dr. Um, John Sorrell from from California, um, Shelley Lashley, who's um, now. Well, one thing I will say, Lisa Ling has done something um, for us, and yep. she's she's a great supporter. Barrett Brooks and I are about. He's um, was with the Super Bowl champion for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He and I are about to do a commercial together 
um, and talk about um, Cade and also um, an event that we're going to be doing um, in the near future. Um, but, yeah, I would say that the the board members that I have right now um, are are wonderful. Um, as I said, they're they're doing this out of the kindness of understanding and wanting to help. Um, and they're want they're they're. It's like I tell people, like I don't care if you're a celebrity, well known or not. It, it's amazing to be real and to have a good heart and to you know I I, I um sometimes am dumbfounded. Um, by by the the level of support, um, just even with you, even I got to tell you, even having me on the radio, this is such awareness. Um, there's been over, I mean, Downtown Magazine, the Salon Guy, Let's Talk Magazine, Philly Chit Chat, Chance TV, over 40 females, Not So Soccer Mom, At Home with Victoria, Fox Five, Morning with Bill, Selective Eye Groups. I mean, they, I've had so much media attention that it's. It's um, really nice, not as the president uh, and founder of Stopgate Now, as a mom. I mean, because this is, you know, and I maybe I don't go there often, but it is. It's um, if you knew me during that 19 and a half months, um, it was just such a different story. It was it was just what I call a horrific, and I can use. I know that sounds very negative, but it was a horrific time. So to see that it wasn't even two years ago and um, where we're at now and the people who've, who've wanted to help and, re- and reach out is incredible. And that I'm so grateful, you know. Gotcha. Sure. Now, I wanted to talk about that, actually. That kind of lends itself to my next set of questions here. Obviously, standard <laughs> to any other charity organization, I know that we have a different, uh, just a various potpourri of ways to donate. No, I was going to mention each one of these, and perhaps if you kind of elaborate on each of them, um, obviously, like any other charity, certainly any individual can go to your website and donate to your organization directly online. Um, obviously, uh, as you had mentioned before, the, the two new things, which is, I believe it's Lafindicade, am I pronouncing that correctly, which would be the perfume Lefindic- that we were discussing yes, earlier? Lefindic- yeah, Le- uh-huh. Lafindicade means the now, end of Cade. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And 100% of the profits are benefiting to research or to your organization, as I understand it. Which is it? It depends. Like, let's, when you buy the perfume, um, I send you a thank you letter that um, tells you which project it's going in. Now, when you go on the website and you leave a comment, some people can say, okay, I'm donating, and then they'll say, I'd like this to go to, you know, Project 3 or Project 2 or Project 1, um, which is listed on the website. So you can be specific. I mean, it's your money. You can help how okay. you want to help. And then you get okay. that. It's it's 100% tax deductible. So, um, you know, that you, you know where your money is going to. And, yes, it does not go to overhead. It does not go to making the product again. Okay. Now I noticed, as you had mentioned previously as well, I'm curious where the ingenuity came uh, behind the development of the storybook. Tell us a little bit more about what the book entails. How do we get something like that? How do we get it? Where do we find it? So everything that you everything that you would want the t-shirts, the um, you know um, the book or the perfume, 
is online, is on the website. Um, however, the perfume is also sold at the um, five-star hotel resort, Nemecolon Resorts. Um, also, somebody has just asked to um, bring it to, to different boutiques here around in the Philadelphia area. Um, I was actually blown away because it was listed as one of the top must-have products in 2012, which blew my mind. I mean, it is a great, you know, I've been waiting for somebody to be like, well, yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's it's I get I mean literally get so many compliments on it. it it's wonderful. Um for the book, the storybook. The storybook I'd love to get into more schools. Um I've written a lot of uh schools. I've had to write to colleges. I've had to um get more awareness there um with with the professors and um those who've never heard of some of the even ones that you and I have heard of um, to get educated on it, and the book is is designed to, um, I think, I mean, with the the way that it's very whimsical. So the pictures are nice. Yeah. I mean, Brody and Aiden will listen to it, but it's all in presentation. I mean, I said this before. You can be like, and the dog walked down the street, and they'd be like, all right, maybe you. Go. And then the dog walked down the street, and they're like, oh, really, you know. So. <laughs> I mean, everything is in presentation. So, I mean, you can read it to different age levels, and then you can also educate the doctors and in the medical field, um, and you can get it online. It came about, um, I actually had um, help with the book um, with not the idea. I had um, had approached somebody um, about it, and um, they said it was their dream, and I said, well, why don't you come on with me? Um, that kind of fell through. But the the, the reason behind the book is because Aiden kept asking if Brody was going to die. And I have no answer. I'm a very – I don't say things that are inappropriate or not age-appropriate, but I also don't lie, and I don't have the answer. Um, I kind of – when Brody was diagnosed, I made two bodies. We laid down almost like make them angels and marked them out. And then I made non-caseating granulomas and said, this is your body and this is Brady. This is how this works and this is how this works. So doing this, realizing it, I knew that there was such a need for for children to understand that they're not alone, those with the disease. And then for the siblings to know, hey, your brother, your sister, they're not alone. And you're not alone in feeling this way. Um, so that's why the book was developed. Gotcha. And then the other thing I wanted to mention, of course, being the shots for tots. If you could maybe chat about that just a little bit and let people know what shots for tots are. Um, Well, in the not-so-soccer mom that everybody keeps seeing, it's so funny. God love her. Um, Yeah, she also does the not-so-soccer mom. Um, So uh, um, the shots for tots is a a collective of glassware, and they're giving it to restaurants and pubs and retail outlets. Um, and they're giving a portion of the profits to the charities, and we happen to be one of the four ch- charities chosen, which is amazing. And, um, you know, I am so touched by when supposedly I have inspired people to do things, and that's awesome. You know, I mean, okay. to know that, you know, um, I, I, I've, I've, I I was um, a part of this in the sense that I guess um, helps with the the idea to give to charity, and um, the Shots for Tots has just been announced, and I'm, I'm thrilled. I think it's great um, that they're going to have these uh, glassware um, to help the charities. Um, 
and it's shotsfortalk.com. Yes, yeah. Shots for Talk. I was just and looking at it right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yes, shots, I and then I guess, earlier today. Uh, and it's shots, and then it's the number four, shots.com. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, I had wanted to address this issue earlier this evening, because obviously if individuals were to approach you now or at some given point in time, about the potential of hosting a fundraiser for your organization? Uh, do they have the potential to do that? And if so, what would they need to do? Um, you know, when they call, you know, when I, the um, when they get, you know, they can either email, uh, and then usually it goes through a process where um, I will sh- share it with the board and we'll go through and we'll um, see, um, you know, the details of the event. And where they're going, and the, the the thing to me is, and to the board, of course, is going to be legitimate. Um, I've seen a lot since starting the foundation, and um, the one thing people can guarantee is that I need things to be legitimate, and then it's a go, um, and and we make sure that it is. Um, you know, if my if our name is on it. To me, that's the children. So it's never Lisa Marino Dickinson. It's the children. So if there's anything that we're doing, it's the you know I make sure that um, that it's a le- it's legitimate. And having that, I will tell you that there's um, Rebecca Taylor, um, Stop Kate now over 40 female females is doing an event in November, and they approached me and told me that they were doing it. And I was like, wow. I mean, where Stop Kate now is coming about to is that people are now doing fundraisers for us. And that blows my mind since we were doing, so, you know, so much on our own um, to have people actually doing events. And then they send us money um, and tell us, like, there's been high schools that have, you know, maybe raised a couple of hundred dollars, which is amazing, and that these kids want to give. Or they do a lemonade stand. They do anything, and they just, and they, you know, you know send us a check and say what they've done or they'll, um, you know, post a picture or, you know, um, it's nice. So to answer your question, they would send, if you're interested in doing a fundraiser for Stop Cade Now, which would be lovely, is to send an email and then a package of, of what, it, you know, details of what you're looking to do. And then I help support in any way that I can and, and, and help we help support them in any way we can, just like the epilepsy walk for uh, Philly Fashion Week. You know, I'm very much involved with it now to support and help, um, and they look to want to help the foundation too. So, okay, so that handles that part of it. Now that kind of begs my next question, obviously, because the last time we actually tried to get this interview done, I know that you were right in the crux of doing your celebrity bull riding tournament. So I was kind of curious on both levels, on the one side, the tournament on the one side of the fence, and I know you did earlier in the year the gala 2012. So how do we do? You know, um, it's it's it, I we never do bad, never do bad. Um, you know, I don't look at things like that. I look at things like I think the one difference is that I don't have expectations. Um, my goal is to make sure that my message is addressed. And that the message for Stop Cade and what the board members um, are a part of get the message across, and that was completed. Seeing, I mean, the people who were there, they had such fun. I mean, it was so great. Um, 
it was a good time. It really was. Um, I was able to announce um, the clinic, um, which actually the, we had the first na- first uh, commercial on uh, on television by Selective Eyes Media Group, um, and and I was there at the at the Bucking for a Cure. So my message got across. I I made a lot of contacts, um, and the riders um, who I'm still connected with. Um, Bless their heart. I mean, they got up on that bull, and that's where I got Lorene. Um, one of the, the most powerful voice, beautiful voice. I don't know if you know Cam the singer, K E M, but she was she's one of his singers, and uh, that's that's her boss. And her her voice is powerful, and her she's just beautiful, inside and out. And um, she's like, there's not many people that could get her on a bull, and she got on the bull. I mean, and and Barbie Marshall, who was on Hell's Kitchen. Um, she came, and now she's actually on our committee, and um, she won the bull ride. So it was a success because the people who were there really cared, and they listened, and the message was across. Where it wasn't, um, there was, a, you know, a couple of, of hiccups, and, and that's okay. You know, you, you, you either learn, you learn from it. It's okay. Um, you know, I I think the more and more that Starcade now does events or gets the word out um, and gets into the media, the more people will be aware of it, and um, and, and uh, you know maybe we'll have a even a better turnout for the next year. We're going to do it every year. Um, so to answer your question, it was a success. It was a success. Yay. Um, and it you was it was fun. That was my next one. I, Good. <laughs> And then the gala, okay. um, obviously, is on Mar- this year is on March second, and it's 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 going to be at the Ritz Carlton. Last year was called Sleek and Ultra Chic, and I don't know why I would change it because I kind of mixed P Diddy in with um, the housewife Lisa Vanderpump. From, so uh-huh. I did white, you know, white. It was I didn't okay. want tables. Um, I, I didn't, you know, sometimes with the tables, people. Um, don't really get to interact, so I did white leather sofas and the fashion show and comedians. And this year will be pretty much the same. And and um, you know we we have a list of people already looking to come, so it should be a pretty nice uh, turnout. Neat. And my invitation mm-hmm. will be in the mail. I hope it'll be personally Absolutely. if I don't get one. <laughs> you know, yeah. Come on, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would of absolutely you. love that. I am very yeah, big to on have you there. and all of that. I would be, that I would, would be honored, be actually. Um, yeah, we're looking to have an event in, in AC. Uh huh. So go. Sorry. Oh, oh no no no. Go ahead. Um, we're you, the the date is not set, but we're looking to have an event. Um, ho- hopefully in October. It's it's question on the on the twentieth. Um, in, in AC. Um, and I'm gonna have it as more of a gypsy night in the at the foundation room at Showboat. <laughs> So there are some uh, that I have to trade October twentieth. Yeah, I'm sharing my own fundraiser, and actually, it's October twentieth. So <laughs> that one I cannot wow. attend, but I can do your gala in March. I can do. Hey, that. priorities. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I, well, no, I'm sharing this one, so I have to be there. But I will be there if you ask oh, no, me. March. I would definitely do that. I would love that. Um, Perfect. Thank I want to know, amidst all, all, sure all your philanthropy, being a mom, being a wife. Do you find yourself supplied with just an ample support system? I would say that um, 
that's a hard question to ask me. You you you've talked to me before. <laughs> um, you know, I am blessed with the people who are in my life. Um, the support system is. I mean, the. I mean, there is. Um, John Hooks, who 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 always retweets, and and he has his organization of the the wealthy women um, jet setters. I mean, Judy with over. There's people who have their own uh, media outlets and 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 reach out and support. They get me. They know with they've either known Brody or they they know what I'm doing. So in that way, and I don't know if I'm answering your question. The support group with with um, with everyone who knows about Kate and, and the family has been um, very uplifting, very supportive. Um, but I laugh because people who know me know my philosophy. It's that I'm good. I don't need people. I enjoy people. I enjoy and, and appreciate. Um, so uh, it's a very hard question that you're asking me. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I do. What? That's the tough thing. Or you can always think about it and get back to me. I mean, obviously, I'll, you know, I'll it, think about it and get back to you. But I will tell yeah, you that definitely. the the, mag, the magnitude of support and people wanting to help um, the foundation and everything, and I think that's what you're talking. I don't think you're talk, talking about me personally. Um, is Correct. overwhelming. Is 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 really something that um, warms my heart. And there is a level of, remember, I'm still a mom. And I remember telling somebody, they're like, listen, I'm not a business. I run and conduct it as a business, but I'm a mom of two sick children who has dedicated, dropped everything, literally almost everything, to help not only my children, but everybody else's. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I'd do it all over again. But um, so when somebody writes to me or I get the letters from the parents or the children or I've talked to the children or the doctors, I mean, NIH has called me. I mean, Cleveland Clinic wrote my parents. I mean, it, it's, it's, it warms my heart for people to see what Stop Cade Now is doing, the board members that they want to help. I will tell you that we have a newsletter. We're starting the newsletter coming out next month. So anybody who wants to get a newsletter and, and, and be updated with Stop Cade Now, to send an email to the address and, and be on the list or Facebook me. Um, and it will, you know, we're having some, uh, what I call community leaders. So from every disease we cover, I've picked one or two people. And then they'll, they'll be able to talk to um, Shelly Lashley, who's now going to help me with that. And um, they, we, we want to hear their voice, too. Their voice is important. So we will be able to tell them what we're doing. She will tell them what we're doing. And also I want feedback from every disease that we cover of what their needs are. And that's where I'm at right now. Okay. If I could ask you, if you had one wish for yourself and your children, oh, what wow. might it be? Hmm. I had one wish? Just one. inclusive of you and your children, I realize that your life is your organization, but just to keep it centralized to yourself and to your kids. Well, it's what I do. See, hope and wish are two words I don't really use because they're not accurate. Ah. Um, okay. 
I, you know, I do. I, I think that what I achieve and want for my children and for, for, for me is to continue to keep peace and happiness in, the li- in our lives, to allow for them to be the best that they can be with no matter what is put in, in, in our past. To look, you know, what I wish for everybody is that we wouldn't be so affected that they would just find that inner peace and happiness and try to, as I, and then people know this, it's never the situation that makes a difference. It doesn't matter if it's the disease, it's how you handle it. You know, it's not an easy, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm strong, but I am the first to tell you that it is not easy. But it doesn't mean it's bad. Because I really think at the end of the day, you're blessed. Um, of course, you know some some have different different lives, and that's okay. But um, I would say wish, hope, mm, no. But what I'm going to continue to achieve is their happiness, and just that they live life knowing what true happiness is, and that's what I that's what I want for them. Okay, Lisa, I have to say one more thing. Um, before I say what I'm going to say, which is I have to say again and repeat it to my live audience so that everyone hears this and then when they archive listen, they can hear it and when it goes on YouTube again, they can hear it again. As I usually say at the end of my interviews, there's three things I want to say about Lisa Dickinson. You have a tenacity uh, for being strong and largely larger than life, for lack of a better term, big-hearted, warm, sentimental, just you are a hero to more than hundreds and hundreds of people, to people you don't even speak to, to people that you never touch or, or, or ever contact. It's amazing to me. It's it, You're a symbol of strength and fortitude, and I couldn't possibly be more impressed with a guest, and I think you should know Thanks. that. And I don't know that you get Thank told you. that all the time. Again, Thank I told you at the start of this, I'm very honored to have you on the show, and I still am. I wanted to cover here um, for your organization, www.stopkatenow.org. I know that you're mm-hmm. on Twitter, and your handle being at stopkatenow. You also have a mm-hmm. Facebook page, which is called Stop Childhood Auto-Inflammatory Diseases. If you wish to connect with the lovely Lisa, she is, uh, of course, Mm -hmm. on Facebook, Lisa Marino Dickinson. And I also know that you have a linked profile uh, as well. Am I missing anything? Yeah, right. Um, No, except that um, for the the write-ups, if anybody wants to see the write-ups, is parentssociety.com. And we're also on on Inspire, I-N-S-P-I-R-E.com backslash stop Kate now and that's for the families um it's almost you know it's, it's a way for them to connect and um come together in a more private um secure area wonderful now that wasn't so bad lisa and we finally got it pulled off schedules and otherwise and we started cooperating <laughs> You're wonderful. thank you i so so oh, appreciate you having me on i really do and oh, um the no, only last no. thing and, yes the only last thing I mean really um everything um everything you said is 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 
I just hope that you appreciate and and or know how much I appreciate being on your show. Um, and it's funny because you know when you we're gonna send the questions, I was so comfortable with with who you are um, and appreciate um, who you are. And taking the time to to interview me means a lot to not only me and the foundation, but to all the all the families out there. I know that this awareness um, means a lot to them. It gives them the what I call true hope. Um, that that more people are becoming um, edu- more educated. So thank you so much. Oh, not a problem at all, actually. I look forward to having you again because, yes, you're getting another invitation to come back to my show closer to the time of your thank event you. in October, certainly during the gala, so that you can go ahead and, of course, get exposure out there for your events and so people can participate and look for my email after the show because you'll be if you were happy with the interview you'll be much happier with my email when i get off of air so i want to say thank you to lisa and i want to let her go and get back to her little ones i will let you go and i will be talking to you soon lisa just started waking up so perfect timing oh goodness you go take care of your son and i will be talking to you soon all right dear take care all right thanks cindy thanks so much thanks all right oh not a problem good night lisa Okay, folks, that was my interview with Lisa. Again, go ahead and check her out, stopcadenow.org. Just quickly wanted to say before I end the episode this evening, please feel free to tune in tomorrow, 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'm interviewing Robin Levy, who's infamous for the two, uh, first being the web series, which is Dining Out with the Manzos. If any of you watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey, you know that the Manzo boys are infamous for being on that show in addition to which she is also the editor-in-chief of Dining Out in New Jersey Magazine. So 2 o'clock tomorrow. I appreciate you all listening, and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Have a good evening.